I'm your host, Sarah Boss, and welcome to Attainable Podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Attainable Podcast. I am so, so happy to be recording right now. I have felt like shit for two weeks, and it has, if you listen to the other episodes, it has you know, affected those episodes and it super sucks. And now I'm back. I'm not a coughing mess. And it makes me really happy because honestly, like being sick. And then I've just felt very, if you're watching the Spotify, so sorry about my hair. I'm trying to just figure out where my life is in terms of my part. Anyway, I've just felt, I don't know. It's, um, Honestly, guys, I feel really guilty about the podcast promotion. I've been um, shit at promoting it and it's just bringing on the new job and um, everything that went along with that life's been and, and planning the wedding. Like I don't talk about wedding planning a lot for whatever reason. I don't know why, um, but and I, I think I kind of want to do like a wedding updates, especially getting closer. We're hitting our three months out. And now it's getting like very, very real, meaning like things are picking up and I actually have to make decisions and like book things and all this kind of crap. And it's been so busy. Um, but, and, and because of that, like the podcast promotion podcast, of course, like I upload like every Monday, we're going to have a podcast until I die, but especially as somebody who is a social media marketer, like this I feel very guilty. And so with that, then I felt very, you know, that kind of like snowballed into feeling shit about the podcast and feeling like the coughing. And so I didn't feel great about the episodes that were being uploaded. And I am feeling revived. I'm feeling renewed. Um, I want to get some episodes pre-recorded so that I can have ample time because that's honestly what it is. It's just time management. But um, thank you guys for sticking with me while during my freaking sinus infection or whatever the heck it was. Um, still getting over it, but feeling a lot better. And with that, today we've got a fun subject. I know you guys love this kind of topic and I want to do more of this. Um, so I really want your feedback on the episodes that you guys like. If you, do you like when we just kind of chit chat? Do you like when it's more this like list form? I'd say, I'd call this like a more formal episode, um, where we've got, you know, a center topic and like, I'm teaching on some teaching quote, you know, on something or something like that. Give me your feedback. Let me have it. I want to know. Um, if you love the podcast, of course, share it with friends, do me a favor and help me promote because doing like trying to set up, uh, like get the Instagram up. And then I also want to promote on TikTok and all the type of things. Um, it's just a lot. And so any, any way that you guys can help would be awesome. Share with your friends, post on Instagram stories, that type of thing. I love to see when you guys are listening. Um, but anyway, let's get into today's topic because, uh, we're hot girls and we want to get rich. <laughs> so we're going to be going over my top rules. Like these are like life rules. These are the things that we as, and, and I, I shouldn't just say hot girls because I have, um, a, you know, we've got males in the audience as well, or, 
um, anybody other identifying. And so hot peeps. I feel like hot girls now is more of a statement that encompasses everybody. Anybody who wants to be a hot girl can be a hot girl. So um, hot girl guide, saving money and getting rich. Now I'm not rich, but this is all of us in our twenties. We're on our way there. These are practices that we're doing because I don't plan on working for the rest of my life and I plan on having a very comfortable life. So uh, let's, let's get into it. First one, first one right off the bat. I've got my little note section over here. We here's, we split our budget into spending bills, retirement and investments and savings accounts. I've gone over, um, my budget system before, and but we're going to run over it just quickly a little bit. So when you're setting up a budget, a budget, a budget is not to create limitations. A budget is not the stupid envelope system. It's not to tell you what you can't buy. It's to tell you what you can. A budget, especially like when we put our numbers and everything in this, in a spreadsheet, um, I, I get like, when I look at my, like, I get like a high because the, being able to manipulate numbers within a spreadsheet allows you to have control over everything that's coming in and where you're going to put it. Complete control over your money. If you are purely managing your money in terms of looking at your bank account on your app and seeing if you have money, then we really need to, you know, maybe reform that like slightly. So, so with a budget, we're taking a look at our monthly income. So we're going to look at our monthly income and we're going to say, okay, I make X amount of dollars every month. And we're going to say, okay, this is how much I want to put into retirement and investing, um, that type of stuff for simplification terms. Let's just start with the retirement. If you, um, and we'll talk about a retirement account in just a moment, but whatever you want to contribute towards your retirement, um, that may be a hundred dollars, you know, even start at $20, just something, something so that you can take advantage of the compound interest, um, that comes with a like Roth IRA or something along those lines. So we've got that. We've got your retirement account. Then we're going to look at savings accounts at a minimum. We're going to have an emergency savings account and the emergency savings account, it, it contributes, um, uh, in, encompasses three months of your living. So whatever, and if you don't know your cost of living, um, you need to know that. We're going to talk about tracking that in a second. Um, but we, whatever your cost of living is, three months to live comfortably. Um, everybody needs an emergency account. And really, I would not say to look at anything until you have an emergency account because you. it's kind of like putting putting your mask on, like your oxygen mask on before you help others. Like we need to have that safety net in order to move comfortably into something else like investing or anything like that. So we got, we say, okay, I make $4,000 a month. I'm going to put $500 away um, in my retirement every month. I'm going to, you know, put $250 away in my emergency account. And also with an emergency account, guys, remember once it hits that three month mark, like there's no reason to keep depositing and do an emergency account. You have what you need and then you just kind of keep it there. Okay. It just kind of sits as a nest egg and you keep that unless you need to deplete into it. There's no reason to deposit into it anymore. So we've got that, um, going into retirement. We've got $250 going into the emergency savings account. 
and then other savings accounts. So um, if you have, you know, I'm currently saving for a car. So we've got a, an account that is for that. We are doing wedding, you know, that's kind of a big one. So we've got an account that we are separating money for that as well, because you want, the whole point is to compartmentalize your money. So you have extreme control over where everything is going. So now we've got, you know, $250 going into our miscellaneous savings or whatever. Then we're going to look at bills and mortgage or rent or whatever that is. And let's say all of that is encompassed in a thousand dollars. Just, I'm just using, you know, easy math here. So we've now put a thousand dollars in retirement savings account and savings accounts. And now we've got a thousand dollars that's going to be going towards our rent, our bills, our livelihood, um, that type of thing. Your, your minimum livables, your rent, your utilities, you know, all that type of stuff, any bills that you're paying that goes in there. Then the rest of that is, is this spending category. That's, that's what you have to work with. And that is for the rest of the month. That's what you can spend on whatever you want. And because you took care of the other items, you no longer have to feel any of that insecurity or worry on when something comes up. Like, are you going to have the money? That money is already allotted to where, where you need it to be. So that's rule number one. We split our budget into spending, retirement and savings, bills, and savings accounts. All right. So next, let's talk about a Roth IRA. We have a Roth IRA and uh, we max them out to the best of our ability. It's not always possible to max out your Roth IRA, um, but if you can, that's that's kind of the goal. Um, and so if you need something to reach towards, that's, that's what the goal is to max out your Roth IRA because you want to max out that uh, compounding interest and all those benefits. Now, Here's, if you aren't familiar with an, a Roth IRA, a Roth IRA is a tax advantage, like retirement savings or retirement investing, okay? <clears throat> tax advantage means that you are paying taxes on the money that goes into it. Um, therefore, when you go to take money out, you aren't going to be paying taxes on that money when you take it out. It's going to be quote free money. It's your money, so it should be free. Anyway, here's what's good about that, uh, especially when you're young. I'm assuming I'm going to be in a higher tax bracket when I am older than I am now. So instead of paying, again, made up numbers, I don't know, 20% taxes, I only pay 10% taxes, that type of thing. I am in a lower tax bracket. So I, that's what I, I, that's when I want to be paying the taxes on that money. So when I put my money into that Roth IRA, taxes are already out of it and we can go ahead and deposit it. Meaning like, um, you know, when I get a paycheck, the taxes are already taken out with a 401k. That is when the taxes are not taken out. So when, with a 401k, when you get a paycheck, before they take taxes out, that's when they deposit into that 401k. So that's that's the alternative. But here's the thing with a Roth IRA, anybody can have one and you should have one because you don't need a full-time job or one of like a job with benefits in order to have one. I think anybody who any everybody should have a Roth IRA. I would I would have both. Um currently I now have a job with benefits. And so I will also have a 401k. And so that's just another piece of my portfolio. But I always, always, always say have a Roth IRA. Hot girls have a Roth IRA. Okay, people, 
and you want to start saving for retirement early because we don't want to work for the rest of our lives. Hot girls just don't do that. So that's rule number two. Uh, I've got gone into like in depth about Roth IRAs. If you go into the podcast episodes and you search Roth IRA, like I've talked in, in length about them. If you want to learn more about them. Number three, this goes along with the budget. So we are cognizant of our purchases and what we purchase every month. This goes into that monthly tracking every, if you don't track your purchases every month, at least do one month. You find a budget system that works well for you. Every single purchase I make is tracked in my budget. It's what I highly recommend so that you can keep a solid, like, finger on the pulse of what's going on. You want to be regularly, like, you want to know what's coming in and you want to know what's going out. But regardless, at least for one month, track all of your purchases so that you can see what categories are you spending a lot of money on and are they things that you want to be spending money on? That's the entire point is making sure that what you want to spend money on, you are spending money on because you're going, you might go in, track and realize, oh my God, I've got these subscriptions that are going to this. I don't even want that. Or oh my God, I didn't realize that I was spending so much in this category. I don't want to spend like groceries. Oh my God, why are gro- our grocery, like our monthly grocery spending, why is it that high? There's no reason it should be that high. I'm going to adjust that. The good thing about that is because you don't want to spend money there, it means once you adjust that, you can move that money elsewhere. You want to always have a choice in how your money is being spent. So when we're looking at a budget, it's not meant to be something that is limiting. It's meant to be something where you can control and like where your money is going and have as much choice as possible on, is my money going somewhere where I actually want it to go? Number four, we have credit karma. I will shout from the heavens. This is not sponsored. If credit karma wants to do a partnership, I would fall on the floor and die. That would be the best partnership Really, I think that that I could be set up with besides like the laundry soap. <laughs> Credit Karma is fantastic and it is free. If you don't have Credit Karma, I want you to go on your phone now. I want you to download the app and I want you to sign up. Here's why. You want to have track of your credit score. You should know what your credit score is. And if your credit score is low, that should be a goal of yours to increase that credit score via, you know, maybe your car payment or a credit card or something like that. Um, But the most important thing about Credit Karma that I find is that it pulls anything under your name. If there is something, a credit card, a loan, something that you don't know about, Credit Karma will pull it. How do I know this? Because I had a whole loan, a, a uh, student loan. Now, my I had a full ride to Columbia College, not a brag. That's just a fact that is important to this story. Because you'd say, Sarah, why do you have a loan if you had full? That is a fantastic question. We had some issues in the uh, financial aid department at Columbia College for a bit. And I was not aware my freshman year, um, I was signed up for a student loan by my financial, my financial aid advisor, um, without my authorization. Um, 
And I had no idea. Thankfully, it was $1,000, um, which is still a fuck ton of money. Excuse you. But I caught it. And I caught it right after graduation. Otherwise, I would not, I would have no idea. And I would have not been paying that because it didn't know existed. And I probably would have gone into debt collection. My credit score would have tanked. That would have affected me getting an apartment. That would have affected me getting a car. It would have affected me getting a home. Like I had no idea. And that's not the, that's not the only time that this had happened. So I, that was a student loan. Later, I found a credit card that was under my name for American Eagle. I was like, what is that? Talked to my mom. She hadn't had an American, she had American Eagle credit card like a long time ago. It wasn't in use, but it was affecting my credit score. I was like, what the, what is that? And she had made me an authorized user on it. Not, not like an owner on that credit card, just somebody who was authorized to use that credit card. Cause um, at the time, like if she was, gave it to me for emergencies. Well, somehow my, that then went under my credit report. And she was like, and I was like, I don't want that under my credit card. It's not even my credit card. I don't, I didn't even have it anymore. So I'm like, you, whatever you do cannot affect what I like my credit score. So she canceled it because you didn't use it anyway. I had no idea, no idea. Credit, if download credit karma, it informs you so much on what you're doing. And especially if you have a credit card, you need to know where that like that credit score, if you have any type of loans, if you have gone to college, if you talk to a financial aid person, you need credit karma because you want to track what is happening under your name. You you want to track all of that. Hot girls have credit karma and they check it frequently because they want to feel good about themselves. So they look at their credit score and you just feel peachy. Um, next, we have a credit card. Hot girls have credit cards. And if you don't, if you're scared of having a credit card, let's just have a little chit chat for a second. I'm not, when I say hot girls have a credit card, I'm not condoning irresponsible spending. I think it is incredibly important for everybody to have a credit card because credit cards are a phenomenal financial tool when used properly and when you are educated accordingly. Um, for those of you who don't have a credit card um, or are a bit scared of credit cards or anything like that, Let's just give a brief overview of how a credit card works. Credit card is not free money. And I feel like that's a that's a um, really blanket statement or, or I, I'll say a really obvious statement that it's not free money, but a lot of people get into credit card trouble and it's really just a lack of understanding of how credit cards work. So we're just going to go over it for a second. Now, if you get a credit card, your life's not going to go in shambles. And if you never swipe that card, it cannot hurt you. So just for those of you who are scared, like at first I was like, I'm not going to get a credit card. I, those are bad. They put people in debt, blah, blah. No, no, no. People put people in debt. They unintentionally usually misuse the credit cards when in fact it can be a really good tool for you to save money, for you to increase your credit score and gain points and use the benefits of that credit card credit card to your advantage. So a credit card. So a credit card, when a you're given a credit card and say that it has a credit line of $5,000, 
that means that you have $5,000 before the credit card company says, hey, you can't spend money anymore. That's not free money. That is a uh, almost like an advance. So they're saying, we'll give you $5,000, but like you have to pay it back. And when you get a credit card statement, that means within that 28-day period or whatever the statement time is for that credit card, you spent this much and therefore you owe this month much. It's a month by month thing for most credit cards, unless it's a business credit card. Um, I did not know this sometimes that they have extensions that um, that's like three months or whatever, but typically for a regular credit card for a regular person, uh, you are paying off what you're spending for that credit card statement, which is a month. Now, if that's why if you look at a, like if you're going to pay your credit card and it says, um, you know, pay your statement balance or pay the credit card balance, it means that you spent something on your credit card outside of, of that last like statement time. So say like the statement is $400, but um, my credit card balance is $500. That means that once the statement, say, you know, my statement date ends on the 24th or something on the 25th, if I spent a hundred dollars, um, that, and, and I'm going to pay my bill on the 27th. That's why that looks like that, because I don't have to pay off that hundred dollars until the, the next statement comes in. Um, but you do have to pay everything back on a monthly basis. So then how do you use credit cards to your advantage? When you have a credit card, you never spend anything that you don't have. There are I, you know, that's kind of a rule in, in my life where, um, with any, anything, even cars for me, I'm like, I'm not going to spend that like money. I don't have, I don't like loans. There's going to be times when that's not possible. Student loan house. If you have cash to buy a house, you're probably not listening to this podcast, (laughs) but for the, you know, for just general every day, do not spend anything you don't have, which means that on your budget, you must be accounting for every time you swipe your card, whether it's your debit card and it's reflected in your bank account and you actually see numbers going down or it's your credit card. That's why it's so important to really keep track of these purchases because it doesn't reflect in your bank account when you just spent $200 and all of a sudden, you know, you get to the end of the month and you have to pay off your credit card bill, but that's not reflected in your bank state, you know, in, in your bank account. So your bank account does not have enough to pay off the credit card bill. That's when people get in trouble. So track it like your every, you know, your regular expense, you know, you buy coffee, you buy groceries, you buy gas, whatever that all goes into the budget so that you can make sure you are not spending more than what's coming in. If you are getting a credit card for the first time, highly recommend you do your research. Um, but I'll let's here's a little like really modern tip if you are wondering what credit card to get. TikTok. Credit card research has become very easy with TikTok. I have read articles and all that kind of crap, but when we were searching for a new credit card for Joseph, I went straight to TikTok and we were looking for a travel rewards card because it made sense because he travels a lot. And that's what we wanted those points towards. Um, so we looked at the best travel rewards card and I did, I went through a bunch of TikToks. They gave me 
very short snippets of information. And then I was able to kind of move forward with like two options I was looking at. And then I could go research them and make the decision on my own. When you're going on the internet and you're just it on Google, it it's way too broad and it's hard to know what to choose. Now, if you're getting your first credit card and you're relatively like you're quite young, like I got my first credit card at 18, I think. Um, and I just got my regular bank credit card. Um, pretty much all banks have some sort of starter card that they have for like students or somebody who does not have a credit score yet. Because if you go to American Airlines and try to buy, you know, get on their credit card or something, they're going to say no, because you have no credit history. And you're like, what the heck? I'm trying to build a credit history. Why won't you give me? It is backwards. However, that's what starter cards are for. My first card was a bank of America, like cash rewards card. Didn't do much, but it was good to put it in practice. And the best way to start off with a credit card, if you are just trying to build like your credit card behavior is to have a certain thing that you buy with that credit card and nothing else so that you can get into practice of tracking those payments and paying it off without it becoming overwhelming. My first credit card was only for gas. So I only used it for gas. And that way it was just much easier to manage. And I could then learn my spending habits. I can learn how I behaviorally like handled a credit card and then was kind of able to grow into, okay, now I'm going to expand that to groceries. I'm going to expand it, whatever. Now my system, nothing doesn't go through my credit card because my credit card I use as my debit card, my, my, I, on my budget, I track all my credit card purchases, everything like that. I pay everything off. I usually pay things off like almost like every two weeks, just because I don't want to deal with the accumulation. Um, but I use that as my debit card because I want to get points on everything. So once you get comfortable with that, that's when you can start using a credit card to your advantage for points or cash back or whatever that may be. For instance, our honeymoon, um, it, I'm hoping if all the points work out, like both of us will be able to fly to Thailand just on travel rewards points. That's thousands of dollars saved because we use our credit card for everything. Any, especially, especially big purchases. If we can run anything through our credit card, we do because we know we're not making a purchase that we don't have the money and we will get the points for that purchase. Now, you know, it'd be great if we could run mortgage or rent through credit cards, but typically um, rent companies or mortgage, they charge a fee and it's usually pretty heavy, like 30%. We have looked at it. If it was worth paying that 30% for the uh, points advantage, it's, uh, it wasn't for us. Definitely check uh, your own policies, but like bills, that's the easiest thing to run through a credit card because it's every month and you can just kind of, you know, it's on its cycle and you can be automatically getting those points every month. I've, I have gone through, you know, these uh, credit card, I don't know, this credit card soapbox I've, st I've stood on a lot. I have shouted from the heavens about, or shouted to the heavens, from the heavens, to the heavens. I've yapped about credit cards a lot because I'm really passionate about it. And there's so much misleading information out there. And especially people who are young don't get told how they can be using a credit card wisely. So if you don't have a credit card, go get a credit card. No, I will not tell you what credit card you should get. 
because every single person is different. But I will tell you what credit cards we have if you want like a starting point. So started with the, the Bank of America cash rewards card. Um, I moved to an American Airlines uh, card when that's and that's what I use currently. However, I'm looking to move into a cash rewards card. And so I'll keep you guys updated if I do that. Uh, Joseph has a Chase Sapphire Reserve. Um, that is a pretty elite card that also has an annual fee. Do, don't get a credit card with an annual fee until like for your first credit card or anything like that until you are in the regular practice of using your credit card and, and using the points and that kind of stuff. Um, both of us now that American Airlines card and his Chase card have annual fees, um, but we use them so much that the points outweigh that or in the savings outweigh that by a, a lot, a lot. Um, and so we got, that's the uh, travel rewards card that we got for him. If you do travel a lot, you're looking for a travel rewards card for somebody who travels a lot, highly recommend that one. Um, that is a recommendation that I will have, do your own research. Um, but that's what we, he has. And, um, then I also have a business, uh, credit card as well. That is a cash rewards card from capital one. Um, but that's not really relevant if you, unless you have a business. So there's a starting point, go do your own research. And I hope this empowered you to, to get a credit card. Cause if you don't have one, you absolutely need one next with, with saving money, we utilize the big items to save money. So when people go into like a money saving, money saving era, or they, you know, are trying to save money or whatever, a lot of times they're focused on the small purchases. You always are, you know, we're looking at like the Starbucks coffees kind of thing. A Starbucks coffee is not going to hurt you. A Starbucks coffee every day is going to hurt you. That's why I say like do a monthly track thing, because then you will be able to see what purchases like that are no longer um, like little purchases, they're turning into bills. If you are spending $200 a month on Starbucks, that's no longer just a fun little drink. That's a bill. And that's when that's something we need to pay attention to. The big items are going to make the largest difference in your budget. And this is going to be in terms of your choices. Um, you know, some things you can't help right now, but in the future or some things you adjust in terms of your bills and utilities and that kind of stuff. So when I say big things, I'm talking about rent, mortgage, car payment, uh, grocery bills, like that is a regular monthly purchase or any large amount of money that is going out per month. That's what we pay attention to because that's going to have a much bigger impact. It's kind of like focused efforts rather than doing these like spread all like, oh, you know, don't go to Target as much or whatever. Like that may save us like 20, 30, 40 bucks. But by looking at our bills, we could save hundreds. So that means when you're looking at, you know, places to live, when you're looking at if you're going to buy a home, like we could have bought a bigger home. We could have bought, you know, a, a nicer home, but we knew one, we didn't need it. And we had a specific budget that we wanted to stick in that kept our monthly spending low in terms of the mortgage um, and something that we were comfortable with. That is the starting like point of living below your means. So just because you can't afford it doesn't mean you should, um, you, like should buy it. 
Uh, same thing, like when you get a promotion, you know, just because you can spend more money doesn't mean you should. If you are extremely happy and living your best with a, in a certain like spending bracket and you get a 10% raise, I would take some for yourself because it's always good to, you know, have that boost, like you earn that, but um, like ha- utilize that new salary or new, you know, paycheck for your investments and that kind of stuff. Um, so anyway, that kind of went on a tangent, but, you know, um, we made sure that the monthly payments of our mortgage, or like, say you're looking at an apartment, like your rent is not going to be something that's going to take up so much of your budget that then you kind of no longer have a large amount of choice in where your money goes. Cause you're having to do this gigantic bill. Um, this is going to depend on your area. Of course, like there's always nuances, but like, that is a big area that you can pay attention to um, to save money. Same with your car payment. So I am one, I need a, I need a new car pretty badly. Um, but I cannot stand the idea of a car payment. Um, unless my car goes out before I save all the cash, like I'm not doing it. Um, so I want to pay cash for my car because I don't want to be paying interest or a, like have that monthly, whatever amount of hundred dollars going out. It's just not like every single month for however long I can't do it. That's going to be 200, 300, $400, $500, every month that's going out that I no longer have a choice on how to spend that. Um, So a a car, even what car you're choosing, uh, looking at groceries. If you watch my TikTok, you know how weird I am about like, I plan our groceries accordingly. And it's not because like, you know, I mean, well, one, I find it fun, but it's because I don't want to spend all my money on groceries. That's boring. Like I want to buy what I want to, like, I want to have fun. I want to, I want to have fun with my life. I want to be able to, for me, like fun, you know, involves my investments or, you know, maybe I want to buy clothes or whatever, but I want to loosen up as much of that as possible to be able to be in my spending like bucket of my budget, because if it's in my spending, then I get that choice. If it's going out in bills, I no longer have that choice. That's just something that's kind of being taken every month. Um, But the point is, utilize the big things. This is really another way to say live below your means so that you have as much choice with your money as possible. When I figured out that, oh, oh, you you know, you don't have to follow the masses or get the biggest house or like whatever, like you get to choose, you know, where these bills go and like how much sort of that you are spending with these. And when you do that, it, it felt like I was like a hack that I I love the word hack, man. Like everything I do feels like a hack. Anyway, um, it felt like I was hacking the system where I was then able to say, oh, if I keep my living expenses low, I have more money to be, to do like use for myself, both in the present and the future, meaning my investments. And that means I will spend less time working and I can become financially independent faster. Do you see what I mean? Don't, don't go to Starbucks every day, but also don't think skipping Starbucks for one day is like, like going to Starbucks one day isn't going to kill you. Getting a house that you can't afford is going to kill you. Getting a, getting a apartment where the rent is stretching your budget. That's what's going to, that's what's going to hurt. You know what I mean? That's going to have more long-term effects. So 
We utilize the big items for money saving because sometimes we want our Starbucks drinks. You know what I mean? And finally, we budget to live our dream life, not to limit the life that we live. Budgets, I are not, I, I, I said this like several times throughout this entire episode, budgets are not meant to be limiting. Budgets are meant to explain, to tell you what you can spend your money on. Budgets allow you to manipulate where your money is going. So you have complete control. So your hand is on it. So you know where things are going and you can say no or yes, or I'm going to move money from here to here. And it also allows you to say, Hey, you know, if I want to retire at this age, then I need this amount of money in my savings in order for the compounding interest to cover my living. Go listen to the financial independence episode if you haven't, because um, we go deep into calculating how to become financially independent and what your number is. But, you know, find out your number and what number you need. And then you can work backwards and say, okay, um, that, you know, I need this month much per month put away um, into my Roth IRA in order to retire at this age. And then you know how good it is when you are consistently doing that and you know that you have that taken care of. It feels like like a check box. It's something you checked off the list. Like I am set. My retirement is set. I know I'm set because I deposit this every month. And how good it feels when you get to deposit extra because you're moving that timeline forward. Every time you do that, you're like, you're saying, okay, sooner, sooner, sooner is when I can become financially independent. All of this goes towards that. Do you see like how it, it genuinely, it makes me so, it, it makes me giddy. Like I get so excited and at the idea of manipulating my own money, but everybody can do it. And if you are willing to take some time to, and take a look and take ownership, like you have choice you can do whatever you want. And, and you, you know, I think that people get into cycles and we just kind of go through day to day and we get stuck in these rhythms or seeing what other people are doing or whatever. And we don't stop to take a moment and think and say, Hey, I can tweak a few different things and make life a little better, make life a little easier, make it. So I'm not working until I'm 65, like hard pass, dude. You know what I mean? I love doing these money episodes um, and I know you guys love them too. These are some of the most uh, m- most popular episodes that um, we do. And so I am so super excited to be, I feel like I'm back. I feel like it's like a new age or something. It just feels good. I feel like the past episodes have been a little lackluster and I hope that you guys didn't feel that way. I hope you enjoyed them. You know, I put everything I have into each episode, but I have not been feeling great. And so it just feels good to be back and myself and like, we're all kind of, we're back into the party. You know what I mean? Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please, of course, share it with your friends, share it on social media, do all the things, um, make sure that you review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify as well. On Apple Podcasts, you can write a review. So let us know what you think of the podcast, how much you love it and all that type of stuff. And then on Spotify, I think you just do like the rating. So give us five stars. Um, that would be so super nice. And that does help the show grow. And so that's just amazing. And yeah, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for sticking with me. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you much, so much for sharing. Um, 
give me any feedback that you have. And because we're, yeah, we're entering, we're entering a new era. We're turning a page, no more six era. And it's, you know, good things, good things are coming, good things on the horizon. And I almost didn't mention, wait, do I have my dates right? Guys, next week is the hundredth episode. Next week is the 100th episode of Attainable Podcast. Can you believe that? Like, what? What's happening? I don't even know. Uh, I'm super excited. So we'll have a very fun, special episode for that one. Um, I think we might be doing um, another, like, fun, tipsy Q&A with Joseph, maybe, because you guys love those. And we just, you know, it's going to be a party episode. So wherever you are, be prepared. It'll be a celebratory time. But anyway, I love you guys so, so much. And I will see you guys next time. Bye.